Hi, everybody. This is Alan Fine, and I'm here for my yearly dose of, of Terry Dale, the president and CEO of USTOA, which is the United States Tour Operators Association. We're at the annual conference in Los Angeles. We're going to do our usual discussion of trends and what their survey found and what it means to all of us here on Insider Travel Report. Thanks for talking to us. I feel like it's a dose of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. No, no, no. It's, it's vitamins. Let's make I it very brief right now. <laughs> and so um, what I wanted to ask you, first of all, I wanted to tell you, you've become quite a showman. I've been to a number of these, and they get better and better. And I know you plan from, like, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I always look forward to the plane ride returning from wherever we are, because that's when... That's when it starts, the wheels are turning, and hopefully I get something done tomorrow on the and, plane. <laughs> and always there's a point somewhere where you make me tear up, and I, I <laughs> stop that. But, but you, uh, one of the times was when we saw uh, the artist formerly known as Cat Stevens singing Peace Train with people all over the world. How could you not be impressed and emotional over that? But you know, his voice is so iconic. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, I just forgot. What a classic yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> also, part of the showmanship, all the art, the artists that mm. came out, the dancing, and it's clear that you're showing diversity and how it all works. Just you're visually telling the tale of what we're here for. Yeah, I, I've always been passionate about art. And finally, uh, I felt like, well, this is the year because our marketing campaign was USTOA on tour, which was celebrating the music, the culture of four different countries. And I'm like, you know what, if you're, if you're going to do it, let's do it now. And then I met um, Aladdin in Jordan during our out of country board meeting. And I'm like, let's get him there. And, you know, and, and what was the name? Of, what's the name of this uh, gathering? You said the word harmony. Oh, yeah, that, no, that, that, I forgot, yes, yes, harmony, in perfect harmony. Yeah, yeah, yep. and, the, and, and that's what we would like the world to be. Right, that's where, you know, at some point a couple months ago, I was like, I don't want to be tone deaf, because I can say everything's perfect in my little USTOA world, but the world isn't, uh, certainly not now, and in the foreseeable future. So it was important for me to say, I get it. <laughs> These are rough times, but we should celebrate the fact that we're colleagues, yeah. even though we're competitors. That's the amazing part. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had the opportunity to uh, lead four different associations, and I've never led one where these people like each other, but respect each other. So now tell me about the, the latest new chairman. How did that come about? Well, this has been an interesting year. <laughs> so I've had three chair people this year. So I started with Scott Wiseman, right, then right, Elizabeth right. Crable, right. and now Dana Santucci, who's back for a second term, yes. which is great because, you she's know. She's in the Guinness Book now. She's one of three. Oh, she, that's right. She's uh, in a class of three. We had John Stacknick, Charlie Ball, and now Dana Santucci, which it makes it easy for me because we work together well a few years ago, and to have her back is, is great. So Now I'm going to ask what might be a fundamental question. But, <clears throat> you know, and it's one we may all take for granted, but it's that we go over these stats every year, mm -hmm. and they're really interesting. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, what's the big picture? I mean, how should USTO mem- TOA members and the travel industry at large take advantage of the information we're about to give them? Well, I think um, it needs to bolster confidence in our industry because all of the indicators are really positive. Now, we all know tomorrow you and I can wake up and our world has been turned upside down because of X, whatever. It keeps it happening and we don't know. Yeah, so I think anytime we have positive news, which we have for how we ended this year and how next year is shaping up, so reason to be positive. All right, so let's start off talking about the survey. Now, again, you have engagement that's always uh, you know in the 90s, so right. what's it been? 94% this year. And you know PwC does a study for us every other year. This was just our trend study. And they always tell us from PwC that we never see that kind of engagement. They said, if you get somewhere around 73, 74%, that's good. And we're 94%. Regularly. All consistently. Let's talk about a reported increase in sales for 2023. Yeah, yeah. 94% of our members had an increase in sales, and which was more than I expected. I mean, I, I it was going to be a good year, but I didn't think it would be as good as the indicators showed us. So, yeah, that's healthy. What's funny, you know, everyone's saying, oh, yeah, but sometimes I talk to a supplier and said, yeah, we're not quite back yet, but we expect to be. And in general, that's the feeling is that we're, we're all moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And we've seen that number of folks or members who, you know, kind of hesitate or pause saying, we're not there yet, that's gotten smaller. So the majority have gotten there, but yeah, we still have some that are making up lost ground. The members who reported growth in passengers, and it's up there. It's up there, and knock on wood, next year it's gonna be up again, we believe. So this is good stuff. Active members are highly confident. How many of those? 86% are highly and confident about next year. And the anticipated growth? Well, that's also going to be in the low 90 percentile, according to this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but it's one thing that I, I, well, one of many things I love about our members, it's, it seems like regardless of how tough times may be, they still have this sense of hope and optimism, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Uh, anticipated growth in passengers? Yeah, again, 92%, so that's going to be a good year. So now, the potential threats shifted around this year. They did, and not surprising, you know, economic uh, factors, inflation, do we have it, don't we have it, you know, so that, you know, kind of bumped up. Um, Cost of living increases, uh, terrorism dropped, which I was a little surprised in, knowing that what we're going through in the world today. There's a little lag, maybe. Yeah, we did this, we fielded this in October. So, in, so that explains. October, yeah, October 7th, I think, was the date that so, so this, may, this may shift around. Yeah, probably if we went out again today, it would be a little different. So now um, in staffing, uh, the, the members who decided that they're going to staff up. Yeah, I, this was surprising to me that 86% said that they increased staff. And we saw something for next year similar as far as expecting you know, increased numbers. Now, we're not talking about one company hiring 500 people, mm-hmm. but it's better than eliminating staff, you know? Oh, and at a time when uh, people need work, this is the industry to be in. This is the, 
And that's where I feel like we can do a better job as being caretakers of future generations of workers because for whatever reason, we're not getting our story about out about how great this industry is. Uh, and I think if we were able to open more eyes, we would have a pool broader, richer, deeper, and more diverse. Because that's a that's a, a a big priority for but me. You're, but you're talking about on the tour uh, side, mm -hmm. from uh, our travel advisor side, the numbers keep going up, and we're up to 126,000. Yeah. Uh, it's just a very uh, the 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 profession is has come into its own. Totally. I can't live without my travel advisor. The impact of the travel advisor, our audience wants to know about. That. Yeah, you know, it's it's only going to grow. Two thirds of all of our revenue and bookings go through the distribution system, and 98% of our members who work with travel advisors anticipate that increasing next year. So it's going to be. We need them, and you know what? I think when we talk about a silver lining to COVID. One of them was the value proposition for the travel advisor and the tour operator, because I think people realize that, you know, we need people to help navigate our travel, you know. Right, right. So. Well, and we talked about your press conference uh, about the discretionary income mm -hmm. uh, that well, it started with the glut of money because no one was spending. Right. And we kept thinking that money would run out. It doesn't seem to have run out. So then the thought is people are changing their values as to yes. what they'll spend it on. Yeah, I'm very happy that people are foregoing that refrigerator and they're going to Italy instead. It's still, <laughs> it's still cold in there. Well, then let's go to Italy. <laughs> right. right. Nothing spoiling. Need a new ice box. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so now the top international destinations. I was interested, you know, it's always the eyes, but one of the eyes has great difficulty. Uh, so, but then I was, there's another one missing here, but let's talk about this. Well. Yeah, it's always been the eyes, yeah. and we don't have Iceland or Ireland. I was surprised. Yeah, me too, yeah. me too. Um, but but UK, Spain, France. I mean, Europe just kicks it every anyway. year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's always some fluctuation in that top three or five. Yeah. But I think it's like 14 out of the top 20 destinations are European. Okay. So it's our bread and butter. And in and, and, and domestic destinations, there's really no surprise in yeah. New York, California. But Alaska is really. That's, but you know what? I'm not surprised just because of the suppliers going there. Right. Yeah. The, there's capacity and people are taking advantage of it. And you've right. got to have capacity to have growth. So right. they're right. all good. So the trend continues to be small. Small is big. Right. Small is big. So uh, people want um, the value that you get from group travel, but they want it in that 14 person experience right, right. as opposed to maybe a 48 so do, do the economics i don't know <laughs> that's why my members are good at what they do yeah, and right, i don't right, know right, how right. i don't know how to do it <laughs> right right but they're obviously making it work yes uh, but anyway so small groups are tops then private and then fit is in third that's great yeah. uh so what's cons what's the influence for consumer spending yeah it's still value you know people want to feel like they're getting great experiences for a good price and you know what our members are able to do is add to um, the experience something that you can't do on your own. Right. right. And so that's where the that's also value. It's right, not right, o it's right. not only but money, it's, but it's also it's not price. It's value, no, which is very significant to the travel advisor. Let's talk about AI. 
Will you tell me about AI? Well, no, what, what, well let me tell the, the, the way, Well, let me tell you. I, I'll, I want to tell them my joke that I waited till the end of our conference to say, which was there was a statistic that said that the travel advisors are not afraid of AI. They do not think it's going to take over the they world. Should. And they had us. And you have this number, uh, which which yeah. is. And and I asked, was that number AI generated? Which would, which would no, decide whether it's biased. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no we were no, joking. We were joking. Yeah, but our survey. But 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 travel advisors are embracing it. There's such a huge difference, and I am not an expert in this area whatsoever. But yes, can AI create an Ireland experience? Yeah. But they don't know my grandma Macarath in Dublin, who will make you dinner or show you around her favorite park. And AI doesn't know that. So, I mean, I think that they can give you or give us a structure, but it's those special it's the human touches. It's the human right, touches. and that's what the travel advisor does. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, it just really um, captures last year, which was our 50th anniversary. And when going through the exercise of, so what are we gonna be in the next 50 years? And you see here, 50 years forward. So we've been very focused on those next 50 years and it's sustainability and DEI, that we as an industry have to be committed. I shared the story at the board meeting this week. Harry Delgard, who owner of Avanti, has since retired, but he told me 12 years ago when I got here and he said, you know, I tried to do a sustainability right. committee and he said, I couldn't get any takers. And I'm like, shame on us. But then it took me 12 years to <laughs> get it kickstarted because of our 50th. But now that we're in, we're all in. And that's good. Right, right. That's good. So we've seen encouraging um, adoption, engagement, uh, the number of members that have a formal policy over 50%. Uh, the number that has no policy has dropped, you know. So, right. so we're getting there. We're right, getting there. Right, right, right. And of course, you have uh, Molly. Let's talk about that. We have our first global social impact manager. Uh, she is a brilliant young leader, and um, I thank uh, my. How long has she been? She's been a now. Year. A year. She was at the conference last yes, year, I that. but she hadn't been hired. She was here <laughs> to learn that, with the intention that you know, right after the first of the year, she would join our our team full time. So she's been with us a year and has made a big difference. Then we honored two people. Yeah, we started as part of our 50th anniversary, uh, honoring what we call future lights, recognizing, uh, because we want these people to get the recognition that they deserve for doing things from a sustainability per perspective. So yes. So let's talk about the um, the change in perceptions about running a business and being sustainable. Well, I think people um, or our members has, have finally kind of come to the point where they, they recognize that it used to feel like it, you couldn't be as profitable if you were going down the sustainable path. And that's shifted. You know, you we've, we've been preaching for a while yeah. to look at the numbers for real. Right. And, and so it, we get it. They get it, um, and it, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, from their perception, their reasons for adopting the strategy have shifted. Yeah, both. Um, I think from a corporate responsibility, um, they they get it, and then also for their customers. And you know, how many times do we get asked, "Well, are your customers prepared to pay more?" And while we haven't seen that spike, I say, "I don't care. Mm -hmm. We need to do the right thing." we need to offer, we need to build it into the experience, and the customers will, will get it. <laughs>
in their good time. But uh, so uh, we're noticing diversity and inclusion going up. I, I'm glad to see. Me too. But I, you know, Alan, I think that's going to be a bigger hurdle for us than sustainability. And I know DEI is part of that equation. But uh, you know, I look at our audience here this week, and even though we had over 120 countries represented, so it was diverse, but typically it's a, a white male dominated still. Well, really? more, more women, which is great, but, but we have a ways to go. And that's just, we have to be better and uh, persistent in how we recruit and get more people involved. The initiatives coming up for sustainability, let's promote them. Absolutely. So we will continue our webinar education series. Um, we are going to Singapore in May of next year for our third summit. And that's one of the things I think I'm most proud of is that, you know, all trade associations in the travel industry, they'll do a workshop at their conference, they'll do a webinar, but no one brings their stakeholders together for three days right. and three days of intensive learning and sharing best practices. Yeah. And that's why that's a we're diff different. That's a differentiator. That's a, it is, it is. I'm proud of that. <laughs> so um, education, we touched on. The Resource Hub is a place where any member can go learn about what other USTOA members are doing. And then, this is a big one for next year, don't have the answer yet, but our carbon footprint as an industry, we're gonna try and figure out. But I don't have the answer yet. Ask me next year, and I still will probably have the same answer. I don't know yet. So listen, for you suppliers out there who are interested in becoming a member of USTOA, what should they do? Um, reach out to Lewis on our team, <laughs> and uh, uh, just our website. Uh, yeah, USTOA.com. And um, I think what uh, is amazing is that we're still old-schooled, and you, you usually don't want to use terms like that, but. Our members want to look across the table and look in this person's eyes and say, you're going to deliver for my customers. And, and that's still our DNA. So it's very much a relationship business. But if somebody chooses to be a part of it, they won't regret it. Right. It's a good group. Good group. What would you like our 126,000 travel advisors to know about uh, the future of travel and your thoughts? Well, they are critical. You are critical to our success. Uh, we need you as our business partner, and uh, we will continue to thrive and survive through whatever is thrown at us. <laughs> and we get a lot thrown at us, but they're, they're our partners. Well, but we can do a lot together. Totally, yes, everything is together. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for having our annual. And this is Alan Fine for Insider Travel Report.